let's go with 90s commercials. What is your favorite 90s type of commercial? Like, or ser- um, even cereal or like something that I feels. Mean, I mean, we've talked at length about the Sunny D SCP. That's right. <laughs> I, I want some of that purple stuff. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think if there's a. Uh, the fruit was the fruit rolls the one that's like I gotta have it. No, the one that feels like uh, the Secret Life of Alex Mack. Oh, oh Capri Sun. Capri Sun. That's it. Because that was a weird thing for me because I remember the um, Capri Sun commercials, but for some reason Alex Mack had that same sort of power that the Capri Sun kids, where she turned into a liquid that looked like like the silvery like. It was called Mercury. early. It's called early '90s CGI, and yeah. it's great. <laughs> How'd she get that powers? I don't remember. Uh, radioactive shit. I feel like there's a lot of like '90s Nickelodeon live action shows that kind of went under the radar, but we were like, "Oh yeah, that existed." Like for example, um, the uh, like the mysteries of Shelby Wu. Oh, I kind of remember that. Yeah, like that's not something that, that was later, though, wasn't it? Yeah, another one was uh, for some reason it's blank life of some female character. Another one was uh, uh, something with Caitlin, where she was like, uh, "Oh my goodness gracious!" It, basically, she was a troubled kid who ended up living with her uh, family in bumfuck nowhere, and she ended up with a horse named Bandit. I kind of remember this. Like it was like Kate, I kind of like Caitlin's that. way or some shit like that. I think that's right. I think so was- <clears throat> does everyone remember the Mentos commercial? Yeah, yes, of course. Uh, specifically the one where the guy sits on the park bench in a suit, and the park bench had just been yeah, painted. so yeah, of course I do because he's like so, oh, so then he rolls all over the park bench to make it look like his suit has stripes. Yeah, and then now he has a suit. Suit, yeah, yeah. And I'm just, I just imagine him going back to the office and I was like, hey, Tom, your suit looks like shit and you smell like paint. <laughs> well, t- welcome to undercooked zoot suit analysis. Welcome to, welcome to retro 90s throwback analysis is apparently what we're doing right now. Yeah. I dig it. Uh, we are here to talk about the 90s because remember the 90s? Yeah, bro. Yeah. I think we were all at that right age when, uh, and I've read an article on this and I've actually written articles on this where the 90s, um, in terms of the 90s, Nickelodeon really honed in on the kids role. Yeah. Thing. And actually they were the ones who started the whole kids versus adults dynamic. I'm sure. Yeah, exactly. And you know, like, look, I'm sure we have talked about this on Undercooked Analysis before. I am absolutely positive. Hey, Future David, you know what I'm talking about, right? There it is. Right here is the Clarissa Explains It All thing. Yeah. I, I, I say articles. What I mean is essays. I wrote essays for my master's program. I'm going to brag about the fact I have a master's. That's right. I went to graduate school, but I didn't have to pay a dime because I worked at a university. And I'm there, proud of you. I know. I'm very proud. Although I still have, I have student loans for my bachelor's program. Kids, it's your choice if you want to go to college or not. Like college will put you in debt unless you're smart or unless you are high yeah no i didn't get in debt shit hi i'm kayla hi i'm david and we have alan hi i'm alan alan is sexy and is sexier than all of us that's just a fact i mean let's be no 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 no, no. hey 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 hey. if alan when alan ever appears like the whole world kind of just like like disappears and you can only stare at him and the only thoughts that go through your habit is i'd tap that <laughs> you know what i had to think about it for a second but yeah you're right because i was like trying to compare like like of who it like it does not Alan it does not matter if you're gay and straight abysme. it does not yeah. matter yeah mm-hmm. abysme's pretty fine <laughs> yeah he's very fine although here's the problem uh, so abysme and i it's always saved though like honestly yeah like, i will admit that Abysme and I have developed like this like um, brother sibling relationship where yes. where it's like we've looked at each other like you're basically a sibling to me right and he's like yeah and uh, <laughs> we both are another thing is we're both light haired people and we both have attraction to dark haired people <laughs> that explain it that was face. something we actually got ahead of the time it's like yeah I'm really attracted to dark haired people he's like me too. <laughs> 
I don't know if that's still true, but like. You never know. Yeah. Well, either way, we're all here and some of us are slightly inebriated. I'd actually say both Kayla and I are a little bit inebriated. Huh? It's the, We're recording this, uh, just for context, we're recording this the day before 4th of July. We have an extended weekend, so we figured we'd relax, uh, drink a couple of uh, vodka-infused drinks, and watch the uh, series finale of Stranger Things, which we will not talk about on this show at all. Although I, or not, I said series finale that's the main thing i guess it's like it's not series it's finale, not, it's season I, finale i was kind of mad because i was th- i thought this was the end of the series and i'm like no this isn't oh no they already got picked up for another season i know yeah. they did they, they've said it will be the last season it had better oh, fucking be th- these i want are- those kids to have you know more careers outside of this show because they're all phenomenal although okay guys i mean i know they do but the one thing I was looking forward to, to when I saw the, t- the trailer, and I'm going to say the trailer because, and I'm not spoiling anything, there is a point where one of the characters plays a guitar while in the Upside Down, and it's fucking awesome. That was a good bit. That was a good bit. That was bit. a really good bit. Because I saw that in the trailer, I'm like, this is what I'm looking forward to. And then I finally, we finally finished it today, and I saw it, and I'm like, yes, my rock soul really needed this. So yeah, we we basically relaxed and drank a bit and then we realized what time it was and we're like, oh shit, we got to record UCA. So here we are. Excuse me, let me get in some more alcohol. Okay. So while Kayla's doing that, uh, I think I will take the opportunity to introduce uh, what we're reading today. How do you feel about that, Alan? Uh, sounds good. Okay. Uh, in fact, I have posted the link for you to see. And uh, we are reading a story written by our old friend, Kane Mack, who recently became a patron. Hi, Kane Mack. Good to see you again. Uh, it's always a good thing uh kane mac writes long time no here i managed to write a story and wanted to suggest it undercooked analysis to on undercooked analysis if you guys are willing to give it a try it's a longer one nine pages but it might be a breather from the insanity of short story one it's less a creepypasta and more a ghost story i guess hence the second title and pretty gory one at that heads up there's a lot of animals having a bad time here also, a very unpleasant mukbang. So eating while re- reading is not recommended. I love the fact that Short Story 1 has basically inspired all these like writers who have often submitted stories to us and be like, you know what? Let's write our own Short Story 1. Guess what, Short Story 1? You have been an inspiration to us all. I think Short Story 1 was like, I, without realizing it, I think they kind of have, have uh, put up a mirror to this community and been, hey, do the thing. Hey, you want to go? You want to go head to head against me? Do it, fucking coward! <laughs> uh, I will say that uh, K Max made a suggestion that maybe the folks from Animal Fact Files would be interested, and I would say yes, normally. But I know Eli and Kylie are busy with a lot of stuff right now. And shout out to Eli and Kylie, I love them. Yeah, uh, Eli and Kylie are awesome. We still love, them and they are awesome. But I also know that um, their current situation has been difficult in terms of recording we haven't had a chance to- i still love I, just putting that out there to you too uh when you have time if you have time uh we are always happy to have you on the show and we will uh gladly collaborate with you on just about anything ever we we understand your situation that you can't do that heart, right now, but we love you heart. i love you here and kylie and i want to see you again so badly <laughs> but uh yeah the story that k mac has sent us is called Baby Blue Jay. Hey! At least I think, yes, Baby Blue Jay. And has been shared in a couple places. They can actually share a public link with this one, but it is up and ready for us to read. I love that it says proofread by Fangsway. Oh, yeah. Um, Fangsway and Katie proofread this one. Other members of the Discord community, which you can join if you are a member of the Midnight Marinara Patreon or the Creative Horror, any of the Creative Horror uh, podcasts that have a Patreon associated with them, you can come and join them and then be affiliated with that. That's my plug. I'm going to get it out of the way early. Do it, cowards. Sorry, I, I'm going to say that over and over because I'm not sober and I probably, people are a lot, probably annoyed by me saying this. I would not worry about it too much. Yeah, I know. Nah, you're fine. <laughs> We've all been drunk on this podcast before. I know. I know. I've been drunk on most episodes of this podcast. It's true. Exactly. Hello. Hi, Gracie. We had to make a whole spinoff for me to drink more. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I I love the fact Sadis says, please do not hide your burping. And on uh, 
Jameson tapes. By the way, go listen to the Jameson tapes. This is another podcast on the Creative Horror um, po- uh, Podcast Network uh, at creativehorror.com. I'm going to just get this plug out of the way because Jameson tapes is fucking awesome. This is what I wanted. And I'm glad it's by two friends that I adore and love dearly. And they do such a good job. Well, I love Thank you. And also, Say does an amazing uh, editing job. So, yeah. This is true. Go listen to Jameson Tapes or Darkly Lit. Darkly Lit is going to, there's going to be a new Darkly Lit in a couple of weeks. Go, so, go listen to that if you're interested in like horror novels or horror short stories. That's what David, I, and uh, Say do. So, yeah. Um, there we go. There's our plugs out of way. So. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, let's get a marching order here. Um, uh, Alan, would you like to start us off? I sure can. Could. Can? Can. Yes. <clears throat> Mandu. Not related to Moongoo. Mandu. Mandu woke up to the sound of chirping. He opened his eyes, curious, only to be met with the orange hue of the sunset outside. The chirping sounded like blue jays, but this wasn't the right time for them. Mandu raised from the bed, yawned, did some stretching, then proceeded to the window. By the time he looked outside, the sky had turned from orange to light blue. It was loud, squirming. The chirping grew in volume as swarms and swarms of blue jays appeared. They were either sitting on trees, power lines, the ground, and the window, or soaring the skies in a chaotic dance. Hundreds of bodies brushing against each other, wings swishing in fury, feathers swirling in the wind, crests raised, bills clicking. Talons rattling and dark beady eyes staring in anger at Mandu. All of the blue jays, whether still or in motion, were looking at him. Uh-oh. Jesus Christ, how is it I read better when I'm not sober? And then when I'm sober, I fuck up more often. I don't be too hard on yourself. Man, yeah. man, man do what you do, man. <laughs> <laughs> Mandu can do, right? Is is this person's name Mandu because their first name is Cat? Cat Mandu. Um, who knows? I, I kind of like the fact that there's a character with an odd name. I dig it. So, um, and so far, it, I mean, it's a very basic story, but it's a short story, so. We'll see how it goes. Uh, in a fit of panic, Mandu dashed under the bed. He watched from under the edge of a quilted cover, aware of his racing heartbeat. Yeah, I think All- Mandu is a cat. <laughs> <laughs> All he saw was blinking shadows casted on the ground. The noise was unbearable. Nothing but millions of high-pitched clicks, clucks, or chucks, 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 whirs, whines, and jeers, rising and falling in indistinguishable patterns, followed by thuds of rebounding small bodies and the whooshing of feathers. This wasn't how birds act. This wasn't how any animal acts. So is this the birds, but with blue jays? So far, yeah. I mean, there must be a reason, but, you know. And again, from the perspective of probably a cat, you know what? Oh. I'm gonna, that would be interesting. Probably why this person or creature is named Mandu. Raised from the bed, yawned, did some stretching, proceed, and then proceeded to the window. Um, also dashed under the bed. Yeah. Yeah. This, yeah. Is, this sounds like from a cat's point of view. That This could be interesting if it is. Oh, Cat Mandu. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, Mandu felt the aggression propelling the Blue Jays. They were like an angry mob waiting for him. He receded deeper under the bed until he felt the wall behind him. He was as stiff as a board, arched in a defensive position. Cat. Uh. Ready to run or attack. His ginger hair stood on end. Yep. Cat. Uh. Okay, cat perspective. This is interesting. Minutes passed that seemed like hours. Outside, the Blue Jays raised hell. It felt like it would never end. As soon as Mandu was set to face the birds for the second time, a startling silence descended upon him. Oh, I feel bad for this cat. I say this Man, is... Mandu waited. Four minutes passed before he heard something again. It sounded like a bird song, only slower, deeper, and more guttural. I love to sing about the moon and the June and the spring. Mandu crouched up to the window, then peeked through the cover. Once more, the orange sundown had disappeared. This time it was covered by a giant dark eye with a screech. Mandu scurried through the open door bedroom door. Wait, through the open bedroom door. My apologies. He tried to get to the bathroom on the other side of the hallway, but he couldn't open it because he's a cat. <laughs> Turning back, 
He took a glimpse out the window. He gasped the moment a gargantuan blue jay locked eyes with him. Surprised, Mandu ran to the top of the stairs where he had a clear view of the bird through a pair of windows above the stairwell's landing. It didn't take him long to realize there was something wrong with it. Apart from being a 16-foot-tall blue monstrosity. Oh, shit. Neat. I'm not sure if that's meant to be, like, true. Like, it's supposed to be actually, it's actually 16 feet tall. Or this is just from the point of view of Cat and it's that. Well, I mean, it's, it, I, I, it, it could be an actual 16-foot-tall blue jay. I guess we'll see. It wasn't just one giant blue jay. It was a massive blue jay stitched together. Oh, shit. Whoa. Stitched together. Like dozens of flies stuck to a glue trap that was hanging on the front porch. Damn. Inconsistently connected wings, legs, and beaks left empty gaps in between. The head made from a ball of wriggling live birds held a black bill and a pair of giant beady eyes with an eerie glow around them. Despite the gruesomely visceral form, there was something ethereal about the creature. All right. Pause for a moment. This is cool. Yeah. That's what a cool, cool image. <clears throat> I love this image so much. This is neat. I like this already. The, the, uh, the, this is like where, this is like, um, hey, hey, uh, hey, Disney. This is like that Wreck-It Ralph thing. Oh my God. Where it's just the mass of Ralphs. You mean the one thing that. The, the only thing that in that movie that was like kind of effective at being neat, a neat visual gag. But it really ended up failing us in another Well, I mean, way. it's not a good movie. But not like, Wreck-It Ralph. It's uh, Wreck-Ralph 2. Yeah, Ralph, Ralph breaks, breaks the, the internet. internet. But yeah, no, I like the I like what we're seeing so far, and I'm trying. It, 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 this is coming at us early. I'm actually kind of surprised. Yeah, um, that was me. It was David. It's now David, right? Yeah. I mean, you have any thoughts on this so far, Alan? Um, yeah, yeah, really, really effective visual. Um, I'm I'm wondering if it's going to be a turn, and this is like something else, just you know, processed through a mind of a cat who is dumb and doesn't know anything. <laughs> But I, I guess we'll see. I mean, it says 16 feet tall, but is that just because it's from the mind of a cat? Or is it actually a 16 foot tall blue monstrosity? Mm. It, it, this is one of those, like, um, because of who the narrator is, do we trust them or not? Well, I, um, the way Kane Mac presented this, though, it is, it is a ghost story. So it could be, I, I would say if we're, if, since we have that context, it wouldn't be that surprising for this to be a supernatural thing going on where it really is like this seemingly massive blue jays having formed together into one giant bird. And, and I mean, for the most part, we're assuming it's a cat. I mean, for the, in all honesty, it's, I'm 95% sure this is a cat. Um, but I don't think the narrator is supposed to know that quite yet well we're not i don't think i mean obviously it's it's there and there's going to be a reveal at some point but like if it's not a, if it's not a cat i mean we're guessing it's a cat but if it's not a cat i'll be kind of surprised especially if it's named mandu and the joke is <laughs> it's mandu. such a good good bit uh one of the monster's wings unfurled revealing that the other was missing the blue jay screeched so loudly it shook the house to its foundation then faded away like mist lifting from the ground at dawn until nothing was left but the darkening sky even the scent of death that struck Mandu to the core dissipated. There was a brief moment of silence, which was quickly followed by the sounds typical of summer of a summer evening. It took Mandu a while before he let out all of the tension. Thoughts were racing in his head. His heart almost jumped out of his chest. His paws spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have the same fucking thought, I'm not gonna lie. Hairballs on the carpet already. Me. Um, he thought he was sweet. going to die. The truth was that he was prepared to fight, bite, and claw for his life. Cat. Cat. Yet the adversary decided to spare him instead. Mandu had never considered superstitions before, but something was telling him that the appearance had been a prelude to a greater threat. But why him? Why Blue Jays? Then he remembered this wasn't the first time he had encountered Blue Jays that day. With such speed, he dashed down the stairs while his thoughts raced back to the baby blue jay he caught earlier. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Knowing how cats can be, we're going to get probably some, some violence against a blue jay. <clears throat> it was a misty summer morning, minutes after sunrise. Mandu was already outside, back from his nightly escapade, when he heard a blue jay song in the backyard. He spotted a nest in the nearby oak tree, barely visible among the leaves. 
It was a difficult climb to him as the nest was about 15 feet off the ground, but he made it. When he reached the right branch, he found four tiny blue jay chicks perched inside the nest. They were more gray than blue, more fluffy, fluffy than feathery, and their small round eyes were fixated on Mandu. Among the squeaks and chirps, he snatched one of the birds and started climbing down, holding the terrified fledgling in, its ma- in his mouth. He heard the bird parents cry in the distance. But no, I'm convinced already... it's a guy now. Yeah. <laughs> it's just it's some just, dude. This is so this just a guy. This is yeah. some dude. This is some dude who climbed a tree and put a bird in his mouth. Yeah, totally, <laughs> totally some 30-something-year-old dude who just climbed. Mandu just walked up and went, oh, hello, pluck. Oh. He heard the bird parents cry in the distance, but he was already inside the house, trilling triumphantly. Because yeah. yes. Yeah, this is absolutely a cat. This is absolutely. If it turns a- out, no, no, it's a man. It's clearly a man. Could if this was a person, I'd be like, "What the fuck?" I think the plot twist at this point would be if it's a man. It turns out that he uh, look out, it's a man. Oh, what are those people that uh, um, believe that they're um, different creatures? Uh, oh, this is this is uh, this is oh sh- uh, uh, other kin. Other kin. It turns out this this is an other kin person. <laughs> who 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 um sees himself as a cat oh my god you can't hear it but i yeah my head just hit my palm and stayed there i'm not gonna I'm, I'm not gonna give my judgment for other kin no just more i love the i kind of love the idea that this is just a person who is trying their best yeah. to be a cat just it, the neighbors just have to deal with this nude man climbing up into a tree and putting no! a bird look <laughs> judgment aside on another kin if you do something that endangers your life which includes climbing a tree and then eating a bird like a bird like this i worry that's when i'm like no this yeah. is not okay <laughs> i don't hate you if you're out of kin i hate you if you're naked and stuffing birds in your mouth yeah that's I, what i'm saying i like... hate I, I no i don't hate you i just i i feel i feel concerned for you if you start doing things that harm your body if you or harm or do something that harms others in another way. I think my only, the only place I draw the line specifically with other kin is when they start saying, I'm of, I'm this uh, one specific person kin. And no one else can be. And no one else, like that's, that's kind of weird. I, I always appreciated that joke from uh, Slime Beast where he's like, I'm your mother kin. I identify as your mother. Go to your room. Stop <laughs> acting weird. <laughs> I, it's just because there's, I've read things where a person said, where I've read where someone has said, um, I'm otherkin and I see myself as a cat. Therefore, I'm quitting my job. I'm not going to make any money. I'm just going to be lazy all day and eat cat food and stuff like that. And I'm like, no, that's so bad. And I will occasionally try to climb a tree and put a bird in my mouth. No, that's not good for you. (laughs) Like, you got to (sighs) reckon. Okay, let's let's leave. Let's leave the tumblerness aside. Okay, let's. Where were we? I'm sorry. It's fine. I'm a baby bird. Like bird. Look, if, if you want to wear cat ears and a cat, like a cat collar and all that, fine. If you want to like sleep for 16 hours a day, fine. But if it starts to affect your life in a negative way, please be con- like start to consider your life and figure how can I at least. I'm not actually sure how many other can listen. To this. Hey, if you're other can you listen to this podcast, go ahead and. You can chime in if you want. That's okay. This is probably an invitation to disaster, but that's okay. Okay, who's next? Who da- who talked? <laughs> uh, I did. So it's Alan's turn. Uh, okay. <laughs> I think. The baby bird tried fighting back, but proved too weak against Mandu's paws and sharp teeth. It let out a loud squeak just as Mandu grabbed it and used his legs to break its spine. Ow. He paused for a moment to make sure the baby bird was dead. Oh, no. Seeing its talons scratching the floor in an attempt to move it, paralyzed up its paralyzed upper half, he struck it hard enough that it squealed in pain. When Mandu realized the fledgling was still alive, he bared his teeth and grabbed its neck, tossing it across the room with a thud that was unusually loud for such a small body. The blue jay landed on the wooden floor, contorted, eyes fogged in a blind stare, with its beak slightly open and eyes staring blankly at the approaching Mandu. The baby blue jay died. Wow, I pre- I do appreciate that King Mac actually provided a trigger warning before this. Yeah, this is this is tough, but like again, when you're picturing if since since I am 
90% sure this is a cat. I'm going to go with 98% sure this is a cat. I'm going to go with 99.9%. No. Yeah. I'm going to go with definitely a dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, Actually, I'm going to say this is an aardvark. I'm going to go with the 99% sure this is a cat. I am actually 99% sure this is an aardvark. I don't know what the fact that knowing it's a cat. That thinks it's a cat. <laughs> If it turns out as a person is a cat, I'm going to be like, oh no, it's gonna hurt my heart more. Um, but if it is, if it's if it actually is a cat, then part of me is like, well, it's a cat. I mean, but at the same time, the 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 visceral uh description of this is very good. I'm gonna you know what, talking from a writer standpoint, this is actually very good um visceral description. Yeah. Mandy proceeded to pluck feathers off the wing. The feathers stuck to his tongue and were difficult to spit off, leaving him with a gagging sensation in his throat. The fuzzy downs were even more revolting, like million tiny hairs inside his mouth. He continued to spite the nausea, finally tearing off the wing with a crunch. Oh, geez. His teeth managed to reach the soft flesh. In spite of that, his taste buds were bombarded by yet more feathers. He ripped and tore Spit it a few times. Rip and tear until it is done. (laughs) (laughs) Spit it a few times. Uh, I think it's spat a few times. That's the correct. I think, but. Yeah, um, that's minor. For the most part, this has been a strong. This is strong. Yeah, this is strong. I mean, I'm not not terribly surprised. K-Mac has has come out real strong out the gate before. Yeah, until the wing was nothing more than a few bones. The flesh was delicious, but the feathers made the whole experience tiring and unsatisfying. Annoyed, Mandu left the body, the, sorry, annoyed, Mandu left the bloody corpse of the blue baby Jay and decided to check if there were, you can tell I'm not sober now. I was doing so good. And then now. You were just like, confiding about like, when I'm drunk, I can read better. I was confident in my drunk self, and now my drunk self is like, nope. I'm, I'm, I'm going to thump confidence in you. Ready? Yeah. Thump. Annoyed, Mandu left the bloody corpse of the baby Jay and decided to check if there was food in the kitchen waiting for him, still hearing the loud, shrill cries of the baby Blue Jay's parents. Oh, boy. That is, Ooh. that's gruesome. This is good. This is good. I like this so far. <clears throat> Page break. The ghostly apparition had been missing a wing. Mandu believed it was somehow connected to the baby Blue Jay, the dead baby Jay. I used to play bass for dead baby Jay. (laughs) Dead baby Jay. Was it bad because it it was killed? Given that he had eaten numerous mice, shrews, and even rats, and none of them, okay, definitely an aardvark, and none of them (laughs) had ever returned as ghosts, this made little sense to him. On the other hand, he tended to never leave remains. He loved the succulent flavor of little rodent flesh, as well as the pleasant crunch of their bones, a feeling no canned meal could provide. The baby blue jay was the first time he decided not to eat his prey in full. What was the problem? The fledgling was angry because it was left there, mutilated, waiting to rot. If Mandu wanted to avoid the blue jay spirit, he needed to finish his meal. With newfound determination, Mandu reached the end of the stairs and darted towards the living room where he'd left the blue jay. Once he approached the doorway... He gasped in horror. There was no sight of the corpse. I just pictured that like meme cat face where it's like, what? You know, like, <laughs> shock cat. <laughs> the wooden floor was spotless as if nothing had ever happened. No blood, no bones, nor feathers, only a fresh scent of citrus that irritated Mandu's nostrils. Terrified, he began looking around using his nose to catch a whiff, whiff, not whiff, a whiff, of the chick despite the horrible zesty stench though faint his sense of smells pointed outside behind the shut glass door leading into the backyard he also picked up another familiar smell it weighed Uh. sorry it weighed him down like gravity drawing down a hatchling that had fallen out of its nest a few months excuse me again a few moments later flocks of blue jays started singing again Next to the door was a double-hung window, with an upper sash slightly slid down. Mandu jumped to the sill. The glass was smooth and hard to hang onto, but the rails were slightly protruding, serving as a good foothold. Mandu bent his legs, tippy-tapped a few times to position himself, then leaped up. His rear legs bumped against the rail, but his front paws managed to grab the upper panel, claws digging into the wood. Mandu used his back legs to boost himself, 
ending up through the opening front outside, back still in the house. The wooden frame creaked below him in disagreement. So yeah. Definitely a guy. Yes. <laughs> I'm still leaning on my aardvark theory. Have you ever seen a aardvark jump? I mean, damn. Alistair. Before Mandu could react to the situation, a shadowy form bolted towards him and pecked him in the ear. The pain confused Mando so much he almost fell backwards, but managed to bury his claws deeper into the rail to steady himself. A blue jay flew in front of his face, followed by another that jabbed him in the cheek with an angry jeer. Another attacked him just below the eyeball, and soon Mandu's vision was filled with birds. Birds! I'm sure I find oh, it. Oh yeah, they found it. Or is it? Uh, right here. Snarling and fidgeting, Mandu tried to pull himself out of the window before he realized the opening was too small. The frame was crackling like firewood, and the glass let out a faint creak. He felt his footing tottering to and fro, only for the open window to crash down under him. Oh, shit. Glass shattered. The force almost knocked Mandu back into the room. He drew himself back against the onslaught of attacking birds, then landed on the ground filled with bits of broken glass, which he ignored as he once again faced the monstrous blue jay. Oh. This is getting legit. Dude. This is why swarms are always a problem in D&D. The beast let out an array of disturbing sounds, a song of anger and revenge, reverberating against the walls of the house, the surrounding forest, and everything else. The mere sight made Mandu's hair stand up. Even the moonlight leaking through the gaping holes between the clouds couldn't compete against the dark glow of the blue jay's eyes. It raised a single wing, large and wraith-like, making it even making it look even bigger than it already was. This is good. I like this a lot. This is very this is very interesting. So here's here's the only block mental block I have to this being terrifying. Mm-hmm. It's talking about a giant blue jay, and all I can think about is Mordecai from regular show. <laughs> 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 no, I hadn't even thought about that. But now, now I just see his image. Oh. All I picture him is attacking you while killed, singing you about killed how the hot baby blue jay. Not cool, bro. Oh my god! I'll kill you. I think you killed David with that comment. <laughs> All I'm picturing him is him kicking. Was it him kicking that kicks Rigby off the thing? He's just like, I'll kill you. <laughs> uh, Holy shit! Okay, yeah, that was just a giant Mordecai attacking no. a feline. <laughs> no. Can't. I just want to. I, I don't. Have we ever talked about regular show? No, we no. haven't. Regular show is really good. You guys. It's it's amazing. Regular show is really good. I haven't even seen the whole thing, but like the bit. Cartoon Network went on a run of really, really good, really, really good programming, and then they started uh, just showing Teen Titans Go again. Oh no! That was actually one of the good. Uh, that show was actually used um, uh, ballroom blitz in an actually decent way. Which one did? Wait. Um, regular show. Yeah, oh, regular, regular show. show. Regular show uses licensed music in a really cool, in a in a in a really interesting way. Yeah. And yeah. The 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 series finale uses Heroes by David Bowie, and uh, yeah. I feel like okay. Really great show. I I don't know. Yeah. I know you. David has a sensitivity to pacing. I have a sensitivity to how um shows use music. Uh huh. Like for example, when I watched uh, Fear Street, God. The number of times they just used random songs was just like, mm, this is so badly used. But then talking about Stranger Things since we just brought the use of, uh, uh, oh my goodness. Running uh, up the hill. Yes. Is so good. What a beautiful way to use that song. What a remi- way to remind people that Kate Bush is awesome. Oh yeah. No, like that use of that song is so well done in Stranger Things. I Without revealing anything. Without revealing anything. It does it so well. It's kind of like, I think the use of the music in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy is used perfectly with just like one description. It's the fact that um, Star-Lord inherited this music from his mom who died of cancer. The fa- that that alone just like justifies all the music that's used. It's it, like, but then it doesn't surprise me God, I feel like I feel like I'm becoming more of a movie buff 
and my movie buff is coming out more as I drink more. Indeed. Yes, I know. Um, but it doesn't surprise me when James Gunn is such a movie, like a music nerd. Mm-hmm. So like when he's, see, whenever the, whenever Guardians of the Galaxy trilogy, like third one comes out, I'm going to be like, fuck this, fuck this movie. I don't care. What's the soundtrack? I need to hear that. Uh-huh. <laughs> that was me with, that was me when the second movie came out. I'm like, I don't give a shit what the second movie is. What's the soundtrack for this? And I was very happy with it. Um, I, I highly recommend checking out Peacemaker if you haven't. Uh, um, it, what's Peacemaker? <clears throat> um, so you know how uh, uh, James Gunn did that new The Suicide Squad movie? Yes. Oh, yeah, that's the guy. That's the that's Peacemaker's played by John Cena. Yes, yeah. that's right. He, he did a spinoff show about him and it's it's really really fucking good but a part uh like a significant part of the plot is peacemaker loving like 80s like hair metal oh Oh my god yeah and there's this there's like a scene of like quiet reflection from like uh peacemaker in one of the scenes and uh, he just sits down and starts playing piano. And it's apparently actually John Cena playing piano. Oh, shit. And he plays uh, the song Home Sweet Home. Oh, oh I'm kind of impressed. Yeah. It's, yeah, that, that show is so- very, very good. And also very, very, very much uh, a product of James Gunn. The, <laughs> the, suicide, the Suicide Squad movie was also very good. I need to see that. So um, that was something... Because when it, it's interesting... Because I know how 80s became like such a weird hit in like the late teens of the two like the 21st century. Like after 2010, the 80s came back in a weird big way. Mm-hmm. And the reason why it's <laughs> I heard a meow. I did too. That's that's Mandu trying to let us know he that is, we need to get back is. to the story. Yeah, no. Let me let me it's been very I'm gonna just say this quickly. But the weird part, why that's weird to me is because I grew up with like 80s music because of my parents. Mm-hmm. And I actually had a love. As did I. As, and I had a love of like a lot of 80s things as a teenager. And I w- that was seen as odd to me in high school. Like, why would you like that? What is that? That's so weird. And then I graduate and all of a sudden everybody's like, oh my God, have you like, have you, have you ever heard of war games? I'm like, yeah, I watched it when I was like 16. Why are we bringing this up now? <laughs> so basically you're saying get on my level scrubs. No, I just like, <laughs> I don't know. There, there, there's a point where like, and I know like people from who actually grew up in the eighties and all that. I, I mean, I, I was born at the like, Lat, late end of the 80s so I, i'm not one to talk mm-hmm. but it's just interesting when people are like yeah isn't this cool and isn't this cool it was even weirder reading the book ready player one and i'm like oh my in one sense i liked it because i knew what they were talking about but in another sense i'm like oh really <laughs> <laughs> okay anyway where, where are we? Who's who? um I think it's Al. Is it Alan or is it I think I read the last one. Or did I? I don't um I think I just read it. Oh, so that's you. So you're on uh I, I think I read Mandu's vision was filled with birds. Oh, oh. and then bits of broken glass. Someone else read that. Uh so um, the so... beast on array of disturbing sounds. That was me. Okay. It raised okay. a single okay. wing larger and rape like making or yeah. That was you? Okay. Yeah, that was me. Okay, so, so it is me. It is you. Mandu bolted in the opposite direction, picking up the scent while on the move and avoiding attacks proved to be challenging. The light trace odor led him to the side of the house. Mandu slid to the right, evading a peck on the eye, then took a sharp left turn around the corner. Pulsating wounds created a trail of blood behind him. Here the smell grew stronger. In front of Mandu stood a black garbage can propped against the wall. Even though the lid was closed shut, he could tell it was filled to the brim with trash. Several blue lip jays nestled on top, cackling at him. I can picture several Mordecai's going, ha 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 ha! <laughs> you know who else killed a baby blue jay? My mom! <laughs> Without much thought, Mandu took a leap and landed paws first on the lid. His back legs lost balance and he almost fell down. Somehow he managed to dig his claws into the cheap plastic of the handle while his back legs were and tail dangled in the air. The garbage can tipped slightly, causing the birds to take flight. 
before swiftly returning to its previous position. Sensing the wrathful Blue Jays above him, Mandu had never felt so helpless. And can I just say, there's a there's a bit, um, um, a voice actor, there's a voice actor I, I've followed, Chris Neosi, he does this bit where uh, he showed pictures, as he's scrolling along different pictures of people with similar voices, he just does their lines. First, it's, uh, oh my God, what's this bucket from Yu Yu Hakusho, the bully? Oh, it's been so long. You know, You're a messy. You know who else pans over to a picture of Goldar is going to get those Power Rangers? Goes to Muscle Man. Mama! <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Alan. <laughs> Alan. Yes. It's your turn. Oh, okay. You're already back uh, around to that, huh? There's only three people. Yeah, it's true. More birds started coming. <laughs> <laughs> get giddy. In the midst of the insufferable cacophony, <laughs> they pecked and scratched, leaving painful marks on Mandu's back. He tried lifting himself, his weight causing the garbage can to tilt sideways. By flexing his front legs and putting all the pressure on his upper body, he managed to outbalance the bin even more. With a squeak of the wheels, the bin fell down, littering the lawn with trash. Mandu ended up under the falling garbage can. Oh no. For a moment, he blacked out as silence overtook him. It was comforting. Peace, however, was out of reach for now. Mandu regained consciousness shortly after, feeling the weight of the bin and the rotting odor of the, tra- of the trash behind him. Silence, on the other hand, remained. At some point, mad- the madness had stopped. Mandu bruised. Mandu. Oh, hold on. oh sorry. Uh, Mando. Mandu. <laughs> what? Mando. <Yeah>. Mando. <laughs> Looking for Grogu. Mandu, bruised and confused, somehow managed to crawl out from under the garbage can. He looked up to see dozens and dozens of birds around him. None of them were flying. Instead, they were perched on the ground or on tree limbs. Above them, like a black mountain, stood the giant blue jay. Mandu, who felt that all eyes were on him, suddenly found the silence unbearable. Yep. He lowered his eyes to take a look at the trash. Among the rotten food, used tissues, and empty containers, there was the body of the baby jay. Oh, shit. His sense of smell confirmed it was the same chick. Oh, shit. It was in even worse shape than before. Not only did the body twist into more bizarre positions, but the torn up insides were now infected with maggots. The sight was nauseating. Mandu felt his gullet tightening in disgust as he barely stopped himself from hurling. See, I love the fact that they use um, body horror and like these like graphic image in such a unique way. Yeah. The fact is, from the point of view, I'm, I, you know, I'm 99.9%, 99% sure this is a cat. It's like from the point of view of a cat and then it's a blue jay is very unique and actually improves this short story. I'm loving this. Yeah, this is really good. He flinched the moment the birds started singing in. Instead of enraged cries, he was met with synchronized high pitching clicking or high pitched clicking. The Blue Jays seemed excited, and Mandu realized they were firing him up. Do it! Do it! Do it, coward. <laughs> or, or should I do it. <laughs> do it. Do it. Do it. The giant Blue Jay remained still, its never-blinking eyes burning through Mandu's school- soul. Not school, soul. Mordecai is judging you. Yes. Mandu slowly approached the corpse, took a whiff, then felt his face crease. He was frantic to get away from this maggot-infested body but realized he had no choice. He took a few long breaths to calm himself down. His mouth felt dry, so he licked it despite the stiffness of his tongue. After that, he leaned over the baby blue jay and sunk his teeth into his flesh. Ooh! The first response was to let go, but Mandu persisted, gnawing on what felt like gunk. His muscles tensed even more as his gag reflex kicked in full force. Moving his jaw felt like pushing a boulder up a hill. He chewed and chewed the stringy pulp sticking to his palate and teeth. It was too big to swallow. In fact, it seemed to grow in size with each bite. His mind became blurry. His paws are sweaty. (laughs) (laughs) Like there's so many moments where the paws weak and arm spaghetti comes in, but it's like, when do we add that again? The chirping turning into barely audible howls behind walls of fog. With tears in his eyes, Mandu swallowed the disgusting mass and his stomach churned. He knew if he didn't start eating faster, he'd throw up. He took another bite, the piece easily tearing from the body. As he chewed intently on the watery mush, his brain desperately fought with the stomach. The taste, 
The taste reminded Mandu of the time he had fallen into an unkempt water canal. Oh no. The memory of his uh, mouth filling with sewage made his throat even tighter. As his mind snapped into focus, the feathers also returned. This time they were dry, crusty, covered in what smelled like sour milk and cigarette ash. Oh boy. The Mandu, uh, the Mandu, Mandu didn't have enough time to spit them out and feathers were impossible to chew on. So he had to swallow them whole as if to get back at him. They stuck to his tongue and not even his saliva could get them off. Mandu cried after minutes of struggling. He finally managed to push the feathers down his throat. The birds were chanting jeers and cheers as he ate. Oh my God. My heart for this cat. Jeez. Well, I mean, cat just doing what cat do. You yeah, know? I know. Oh, I man do. <laughs> On the third bite. Yeah, the, they all starts to make sense to me now. On the third bite, he selected a piece with maggots. The creatures wriggled on his tongue as he bit them one by one. They were crunchy, even palatable. But Mandu's throat treated them like intruders and pushed them away. Mandu fought back. He started chewing faster to confuse his stomach. This worked only temporarily. By that time, the maggots were already down his esophagus. Throwing a very delicious beverage right now. <laughs> yeah. Damn, that's nice. Are you okay? Yeah. I mean, I mean, at least Mac did warn us ahead of time. Hey, you probably shouldn't be eating anything. Yeah. All that was left was the head. <laughs> Mandu stared into the dead eyes of the baby Jay for a few seconds before a wave of nausea, wave of nausea reminded him to hurry up. He started slowly, gently rotating the head in his mouth with his tongue. The flesh had almost fallen off and the texture of the skull was clearly palpable. Mandu raised his lower jaw, crushing the tiny head with his teeth. The eyes, like egg yolk, melted onto the tongue, filling Uh. his mouth with a revolting pus. Oh, God. He chewed and chewed, breaking apart the beak, the cranium, and the remaining tissue, until it all became a disgusting blob. With barely any strength left, Mandu swallowed the head, only to collapse from exhaustion. Ugh. Gross. Hey, for anyone of anyone who's eating, I'm so sorry. We warned you. Well, K Mac warned you, but well, K Mac warned. Well, we warned them with K Mac's warning. So it was then that the clicking became intense, or the clicking became intense. A song of a million voices filled his brain. It hurt. Mandu cried in pain as the birds continued their performance, seemingly raised the volume more with every second. Oh, poor baby. Then came the crescendo. The giant blue jay squawked, and the returning echo hit Mandu's ears like a thunderclap over and over again. <laughs> Damn it. Now I'm thinking of more to cry. <laughs> hey, hey, future David, if the, scre- if the screenshot for this YouTube uplo- upload isn't a picture of Mordecai, I'm going to be very upset. <laughs> Oh, trust me, I've been thinking about it this whole time. Just when he thought he was going to die from overstimulation, the Blue Jays suddenly stopped. The unexpected silence seemed as painful as a noise. Before the first time in a while, Mandu felt calm. He opened his eyes to notice he was alone. The Blue Jays had disappeared, including the giant monster. The air was brisk and without any deadly heaviness. It was over. Mandu had finished his task. His sickness, however, turned out to be stronger than pride. Feeling his uh, insides constricting in protest, Mandu laid his head on the empty pack of cigarettes, tired and satisfied. Jesus. Whoa. Can we we upload this? Oh, no, we have to. I have to be be signed into Reddit. Nah, I'm good. Horror of horrors. No, I'm not going to do that. That was fantastic, though. Wow. Whoa. Damn. I like that it's never explicitly stated that Mandu is a cat either, which is great. I mean, from- yeah. we pick it up, but yeah. Oh, wait, no, there's more to the story. Um, the neighbor came outside and saw me laying, saw Mandu <laughs> laying amidst the trash and was like, Jeff, what the fuck? <laughs> you can't keep doing this. <laughs> Please, Daniel, we can't keep doing this. <laughs> I like how the, the epitome of this story was just the birds all just yelling, finish your food. Stop wasting your food. And it's just Mordecai yelling that. Finish your food. <laughs> I'll kill you. <laughs> okay, all jokes aside, this is actually a really good story. Yeah, yeah, yeah this is very, really good. very good. Damn, I wasn't expecting a horror ghost story about a cat getting harassed by birds until he ate a baby bird, this, finished eating I, a dead baby bird. I love how unique this is. This is I've never read anything like this. But yet, like the idea of like um like revenge and uh, guilt and 
uh, body horror is there, but it's used in such a unique way that I'm like, mm. yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I feel like eating a dead baby bird now. <laughs> yeah, you know, it sounds pretty good. Some egg yolk eyes and everything. Yeah maggots mm, 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 mm. Uh, uh uh for our uh uh fresh and strings oh boy yeah i give this a man in the back when uh and the man in the back when wait how did the fucking song go the man in the back said everyone attacking it turned into a ballroom blitz thank you um i give that out of a mordecai going ah <laughs> <laughs> uh i will give this uh a leftover baby bird out of four baby birds in a nest. Thank you. And I will give this a cat out of a possible cat man do. <laughs> well, Kane uh, Mac. Kane Mac. This was fucking amazing. Thank you, Kane Mac. Kane Mac, you, you continue to do a, such a fucking good job. Man, she knows her shit. Like, honestly, this is pretty great. Damn, Kane Mac, you know your fucking shit, baby. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, thank I you. just hit my glasses. And That's fine. Nose. Thank you for. Uh, sending this to us and hey if you want to send us a story on undercooked analysis you can do so by sending us the link or a, a connection to the story via email midnightmarinera at gmail.com uh the stories from our patrons tend to get bumped up a little higher hence why we read kane max just recently kane mac is a patron thank you kane mac uh but we have a nice backlog of stories and we're always happy to have more so if you want to share something with us please feel free uh we're always happy to read them and hey, maybe if you want to like give me a little kiss or whatever. <laughs> um, Alan accepts you, those you, too. You can come, come here like we can just kiss a little bit. You know what I feel like having? Bullet. What? Bullet. 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 Yeah. Alan knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, It's a Filipino dish. Oh, okay. It's one of, it's one of the three things I absolutely... Uh, just I did, will not not will not eat <laughs> i i've never had it before but i consider but, myself uh, an adventurous eater i've had i've had rocky mountain oysters um um but i will not eat snails or slugs and i will never eat balut i've actually had snails uh or specifically um i've had uh uh caviar and uh oh what's the well, other i'll one? have caviar what's the other one the I, I can i can literally Escargot. Escargot. Um, I have actually my, had escargot. It's my, not... my superpower is if I think about worms, snails, or slugs hard enough, I can will myself to vomit. <laughs> so wait a minute. Are you saying this story about a cat crunching on a, a rotting dead baby bird because they were threatened by a ghost blue jay made you inspired to eat food? No, it it's, makes me think of Balut, which is a fertilized developing, developing egg embryo, according to Wikipedia. Which you basically down like a shot after ah! on the egg. Ah! Good evening, intrepid listeners. This is the Pasta Shade, the host of Midnight Marinera, and this podcast is part of CreativeHorror.com, a network of podcasts and creators working together to build a constructive community of horror fans. For more content like this, visit us at CreativeHorror.com. <laughs>